0: Yeah, pastor said that he, it was the help program that I made the front page. And uh, actually, Amy was at that help program. We were five years old. I think we played Duck, Duck, Goose. And I think she smacked me really hard. I don't remember. But we did meet back then. I, I, I don't remember it, but she was there. She got saved at that help program at five years old. Praise the Lord for that. And so that's, that's amazing. It was, actually, we were just talking about uh, Mary Larmore. When Amy first came here, Mary Larmore came up to her and she had a list from Camp Yes. How old were you when you made that decision? 16, you know, so so you know, 15 over 15 years had passed or something like that, 12 to 15 years whatever it is. And um, she come up to Amy and she goes, I got a list here and you surrendered to missions back at Camp Yes when you were a teenager. And I've been praying for you for Whatever, 10 years, 15 years. And uh, wow, God is good. Um, We do have our prayer cards in now. So our prayer cards are right over here. They're over at the the sign-up table. So if you want to grab one of those with one condition, just pray for us. And um, my new number is on the back. So uh, Pastor Roberts is getting my number, my existing number here. And so if you try to call me on that number, you're going to get him. But uh, my new number is there, and I just decided, you know what, I might as well just get an Ottawa number now. And I've had a lot of people ask me, um, oh, you moved to Ottawa? (laughs) You know, I send them, hey, this is my new number, and they see that it's an Ottawa area. Oh, you moved to Ottawa already? No, we haven't moved to Ottawa. Going to be a while, and a lot of people have asked, uh, like, like when, am we, when are we going to Ottawa? And so, how it works with the way we're doing it is, it's kind of like a missionary would do it. And so, uh, we're, we're we're booking meetings, and we've got meet, some meetings booked here in southern Ontario for and up into the new year, and we're praying about going down into the states during the winter time. Um, but so, basically, how it works, we we raise our support. Once that support is raised, then then we'll sell our house and then we'll move to Ottawa. So it's going to be a, a couple years a lot of people are actually interested in my house oh they don't care about me leaving they want to oh you sell? when you selling your house (laughs) so uh, god god's been really good to us and we just appreciate everything um that that's that we've been here for six years and it's it's just been a blast serving the lord with you guys if you could take your bible and turn to 2nd corinthians chapter 4 I'd like to share a quick testimony with you, actually. Um, Some of you may have heard this before, but some of you may have not, so I'll share it again if you've not heard it. Uh, How God kind of worked in my heart as far as as Canada. When I was in Bible college, I attended uh, a a missions camp for a week. It was called Camp BIMI. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And when we were in Camp uh, BIMI, A mission was brought forth to the camp to the people that were there and it's called the open doors project and this was a project that was presented to where where countries that were closed to having missionaries come their doors were now opened and so many many countries closed for for years having not allowing any missionaries to come were now open and one of those countries that that caught my attention was the country of Rwanda and uh, for my Bible college, I had to take a mission trip, and I, and I really was praying about going to Rwanda. And uh, there was one uh, Baptist missionary in the whole country. And so it caught my attention, and I wanted to go there. And, and so I really thought, you know, maybe, maybe God would have me be a missionary to Rwanda with the thought of going to some village, some place some area that has never had the gospel before, just a pioneering work, going there and, and, and presenting the gospel, bringing the gospel to the people that have never one time heard it, having that in mind, and so we decided to go. I decided to go, and I was with a couple of Americans that wanted to go as well, and, and my travel agency uh, was in the States, and so we booked the tickets through, through them, and we're all set to go. We flew out of Toronto, we flew into Turkey, from Turkey into Rwanda. 24 hours. I get out of the airport and I'm met by the staff that asked me a question Do you have your visa? I say, What? <laughs> visa? I've got my passport. Uh, no, you need a visa to enter in here. But the, these guys don't. No, they're American. You're Canadian. A couple months ago, a new law went forth Canadians need a visa. You got to go back on the plane, you got to go home. We tried to do whatever we could not to send me back, but they sent me back. And uh, I get, long story short, I won't take too much time, but I get back into Turkey, I get into Turkey, and they're like, what are you doing here? You can't be here, come to the police station. (laughs) I I got uh, a a suitcase full of Bibles and tracts, and I'm just praying, please don't open this up. Get back to, to Canada and wondering what's gonna happen, discouraged. How how do I break the news to my church that they have rejected me to go? Will I even be reimbursed? How do I break the news to these people that have sacrificially given to the cause? Will it be a waste? Luckily, not luckily, fortunately by God's grace, the the travel agency reimbursed every dollar, realized they they made an error, was able to go back a year later, and by the way, this was 24 hours there, over 24 hours back, and I get back into Canada, and I am just, I'm, done. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. My legs are, are shaking. I've been on the plane for over two, two days. I get back discouraged, just discouraged. I was still determined to go. About a year later, I decided to go back. I flew into Uganda, from Uganda went to Rwanda. Well, I, I went into Uganda, and when I, Went into Uganda, we went with a, a, a seasoned veteran missionary that brought us into Rwanda. On our trip from Uganda into Rwanda, everything that could have gone wrong did. We got a flat tire. This missionary goes, I have been here for 25 years and I've never had a flat tire. We got a speeding ticket. The car broke down and the, the, the trip was shortened to three days, three days. And that's why I was there to go to Rwanda. Things just kept happening. Finally, he looks over to me in the journey. He goes, Cody, do you think maybe you're not called to Rwanda? I said, I think that's clear. I got back to, to Canada, went over to the escarpment in Hamilton. If you know the Devil's Punch bowl there's a cross up at the, the escarpment overlooking the city. I, I overlooked that city on a, on a nice warm, Summer night, the sun's going down, and God just spoke to me. He said, Cody, (laughs) I had to take you around the world to show you there's a need in Canada. So I I got got into Rwanda, got into Uganda to realize that some of these villages have more Christian, have more gospel. I mean, the, the stores have more Bible. Like, it's hard to get a Bible in Canada. Bibles everywhere, churches everywhere, just more Christians. Just straight up, just more Christians. And God, had, he had to tell me this. Cody, I had to take you all the way around the world to show you here in this nation, there's a dearth, there's a need to bring forth the gospel. So when somebody asked me how were you called to Canada, I said I was called to Canada in in, in Africa. That, that's just how it worked for me. But how, some have maybe maybe asked uh, how, how, how Ottawa, I know some of you have already heard this, but how did Ottawa come into picture? I was just simply reading um, a newsletter and read in that Ottawa, and back this was back 2018, Ottawa hits one million. And I thought, wow, a million people? I really don't know much about Ottawa. I visited it once in high school. I don't know much about it, but I'll look into it. How many churches are in Ottawa? I begin to look into that. And really, by far, Catholic, United, Anglican, but very few gospel-preaching churches. I began to say, oh, Lord, I'll, I'll pray for someone to go to Ottawa, but God never let it go from my heart. Years, you know, through COVID even, and God still, even after COVID, still said that there's a need in this, in this area. So, I mean, you could put a, pastor even said this before, you could put a finger on the map and there's a need. So that's, in, in a nutshell, uh, that is, our ministry. And and so we just appreciate uh, you praying for us as we go forward uh, in the ministry and that we would be able to raise our support quickly. We're going into uh, Ottawa, but into uh, the inner city uh, of Ottawa, into the Alta Vesta Ward. It it really is a rough area. It's a place where not a lot of people like to go. It's not a very nice area. Um, So we we need wisdom and and you to pray for us as we, we go out that area. It's basically a neighborhood of 45,000 people in the 10 minutes south of, of Parliament, southwest of Parliament building. So if you could take your Bibles, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 by way of introduction here. It says in verse 1, therefore seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I I thank you that I could be here today, this evening. Lord, I ask that your spirit would move, that your spirit would touch our hearts, Lord, I uh, thank you so much for this church and for these people, and I pray that you continue to give them many, many, many more years until you come back of fruitful ministry. We thank you in Christ's name, amen. The uh, title of my message this evening is God's Hand Through God's People. I, I, can, I can truly say that uh, the, the people of Bethel Baptist Church, I have seen God's hand through God's people. Pastor mentioned, I, I moved here in 2017, uh, a single male with not much hope, <laughs> not much hair, not much hope. <laughs> but two, two weeks after that, I met Amy. People back in Hamilton thought I moved here for her, but she, lo- she lived in uh, uh, London. And uh, me coming here, God just seemed to god, I say god 's hand through god 's people um, uh, just, just, I think it was a Wednesday. I came here and I preached in the Olive Room on a Wednesday. And right after that servant, service, Rob, Rob Judge came up to me and I was looking, I, I decided I came, I came here for a revival conference in 2017. I decided I'm just gonna come here in faith. I'm gonna come here in faith, whether I find a job outside, I'll rent an apartment, whatever it may be, I'll come here in faith. I just wanna, I wanna this is where God wants me. Right after that service, Rob, he goes, I got a place if you need it. Well, you know, we, not to give him the credit, but God worked in his heart. God provided a place for me. God provided a place for me. And that changed a lot in our life because we were able to then buy a, buy a house, have a down payment, change our life. I've seen God's hand through God's people. And I'm not saying any of this to, to to brag on on myself because we don't recognize it's it's God in the person that's that's doing this. Uh, I even shared this with you. We were praying about you know um, what are we going to do? Are, are we just going to keep our van? Go on go on deputation, and we're thinking about the kids and Miles going to the school, and we're praying about getting a trailer. Oh, okay, we're praying about this trailer, and we, we we have a prayer me- meeting every Friday, and I I decided. I'm going to ask the men to pray for, for me to have wisdom on whether to get a trailer or not. To be honest with you, I wasn't even going to say anything. I didn't want to bother them with my affairs, but I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to ask them to pray about this. Pray uh, what I should do. Should I sell my van and get a trailer and, and get something bigger to tow it with, or or should I just take the van? Would you pray? Well, we prayed, and we, we prayed for a while for that, but I think it was last week, Mr. Doug Pipe, he goes, and this is, this is unlike Mr. Mr. Pipe. He goes, I'm, after our prayer, he goes, I'm convinced God has got a trailer for you. I said, bless well, God, I'm glad you think that, but I mean, if, hey, okay, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Three hours later, I get a call, phone call from uh, Mr. Weber, Chris Weber, goes, he goes, I want you to have our trailer. I said, whoa, <laughs> whoa. We're just amazed. And this is God's hand through God's people. God's hand through God. God works in our hearts to do something for him to accomplish his will. We were even praying specifically, Lord, I pray that it be 25 feet, but no longer than 30 feet. 27 foot trailer. <laughs> Imagine if I never decided, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pray. About, I'm not gonna ask them to pray. I'm gonna be prideful and I'm not going to ask them to do this. You have not, because you asked not. I've, I've, all, all I'm saying is this. I've seen God's hands or God's people. So continue to be a church like that. Continue to be a people that God just says, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to serve in that ministry. I want you to do this or that because God's got such a bigger plan behind it all Accomplish his will, and we just have to be submissive and sensitive to what what God has us to do. So, look at verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Who's Paul talking to here? He's talking to believers. Therefore, we, talking about to believers, uh, 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 this ministry, we have this ministry. What is this ministry that he's referring to? We have this ministry. We'll talk about that in a minute, but this ministry that he's referring to is so powerful, it causes us to change. He said, therefore, having this ministry, uh, as we have received mercy, we faint not. We have this ministry, and we realize that if we're uh, accounted to be called, if we're able to be called a child of God, wow, such a merciful act, that we can be called a child of God. Think about that. A sin a sinner <laughs> can be called and be brought into to the minutes by the way, if you're saved you've entered into this ministry that we're talking about here this ministry and, and, it, and it, it causes us to uh, to realize God's mercy but also fervor we faint not I, in other words we're not going to give up on God changes our walk verse two, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. What a wonderful thing it is when you see a person receive that manifestation of truth. They get into the word of God. And they grow and it's encouraging and they, they begin to be closer with God and it's it just growth is, is taking place. Even today on, on the bus ride back home from, from VBS, the closing day, a girl looked over to me and she goes, I have never heard about the Bible before. I've never known anything about the Bible before until I, I came to this, this week of VBS. I'd unreached people in our, in our own town here. What a wonderful privilege that is. Amen. So what is this ministry, really? If you flip over to chapter five, you flip over a page, but what, what are we talking about here? What is this ministry that we're referring to? Look at verse 18, chapter five, verse 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus, and hath given us The ministry of reconciliation. So there there it really is right there. Reconciliation. If you're saved, you've been reconciled. Reconciled is an exchange or an adjustment. I like this. A restoration to divine favor. If you're saved, God has the ability to do a restoration of divine favor on your life. Right standing with God. You and God are on the same page. You and the Lord don't have anything between one another. Atonement, verse 18, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. When you realize who you are and who Christ is, When you remember that you have received the ministry of reconciliation, you are an ambassador of Christ, when this truth reaches down into the depths of your heart, then God begins to do a work in your your life. As a result of this truth, you should begin to see God accomplish a work in a great way via this individual. And so God's hand through God's people. I want to look at three things and then we'll be done. Verse 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Three things I want to share about, with you about God's people. They're, they're a privileged people. Look at that. It says ambassadors. Just think, think about that. You're a spokesperson. If you're saved, you are and been stamped with the hand of God to be a spokesperson for Jesus. That doesn't just mean the the person that went to Bible college. That means the person that is saved. Child, teenager, older adult, doesn't really matter. But you have the privilege to be a representative. Christ has entrusted you with the most important message in the world, and that's the gospel. Sometimes you watch these commercials, these Home Reliance. You ever seen a Home Reliance commercial? You know, they got their little badge on, their hat, and they knocking at a door with their backpack on. No 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 I'm a representative of fill in the blank. And they, they, wear, they wear their badge with, with, with pride, and they go to the door, and they, they've got confidence. But uh, far better than the best company in the world, we, we have a badge. We, we've got a message. We're a representative of Jesus Christ. I, never, I wouldn't want to represent anything else. Amen. We're, a represent, what a priv, we're a privileged people Amen. to be able to represent the king of kings and lord of lords. We're a, a, a pleading people. Look, look, continue reading. It says, now then we are ambassadors, not for ourselves, but for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We're a, a pleading Look at that. As God, Here's where we see it. God's hand through God's people as though God did beseech you by us you know God he could just simply speak and bam there it is he could do that he simply could do that I mean he did it in the Old Testament the hand came writing on the wall he could do that but you know what he chooses to do he chooses to use a tool today he uses to choose people And that's what it's saying here. God's hand is shown through God's people. God did, he's begging, he's beseeching you by us, by us. You could be the spokesperson for God. You you could be the hand of God, you're not God, but you could be a, a tool in God's hand to do something, to do something for God. Think about that. That's where satisfaction comes from. We're pleading people, begging you may not know this, but but when I was struggling with the thought of Ottawa, there were some people that that were kind of, uh, 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 in other words, God begging me. You know, when you guys came up and some of you said, oh, you know, "Start your own church one day," you know that kind of bothered me because <laughs> I was struggling with giving in to God, and I got people coming up to me saying, "Hey, what, you know, are you going What are you doing?" You know what my wife said to me? Don't you feel bad that? Uh, you know, there's places that aren't reached. I wanted just to tell her, you be quiet. I don't need to feel guilt right now. But people, you don't know this, but you, you, don't, you can't, you can't you, you, it was the mouth of, it was God speaking to me. And all that God does to us is he says, hey, go share it. Don't, just, he just, a still small voice will use a believer to accomplish a, a great work. So when God puts any sort of desire in your heart, anything spiritual, is in the heart of of you, of a believer, to do something, that is coming from the heartbeat of God into a believer to accomplish a work that he wants you to accomplish. Now, in our flesh, we don't have any desire to to do anything for God. So if there's any desire in your heart to do something for God, if God is doing anything, if there's any stirring in your heart, maybe maybe you're not even saved. And there's a stirring maybe to get saved. I remember, I remember that conviction. And there was that, oh man, that conviction. Man, I need to do this, but I, I'm gonna resist. And there was a resisting. It's God coming into the heart of man to do something unfathomable. So be sensitive. As you've been, be sensitive to God's leading so you could be that person that, that God could use. We're a passionate people. Look what it says here: as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. It is we pray you. Is it the thought of to desire to to long for? But what by what means is it accomplished? It's in Christ's stead. That means on behalf of Christ. We have the privilege to say this: Hey, on behalf of the Lord, thus saith the Lord. On behalf of the King of kings and Lord of lords, I've got a message for you. Be ye reconciled to God. Get right with God. Here's a question for you, a convicting question, really. Does your life cause others to thirst for God? Does your life, the people that you come in contact with every day, does it, does it cause them to say, whoa. Whatever he's got, I want it. Or, or is it maybe a distraction away from the things of God? So we see God's hand through God's people. But then we also, uh, if you turn over to Philippians 2, we see God's plan through God's people. Philippians chapter two and verse 13. God's plan through God's people. This is what it says. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we're gonna dissect this a little bit. It is God. Where's the source here? The source is God. It's important uh, as a believer that you have the right source, have you ever had the wrong source for something? We just ordered a sushi kit on Amazon. Basically all that is is a, um, I don't know, like a bamboo mat with a, cho- a pair of chopsticks. That's what we found out, oh, we could, okay. Uh, but we decided we're gonna make some sushi. Oh yeah, who likes sushi, anybody? Yeah, okay, okay four of you like sushi. We're in Simcoe. <laughs> um, we decided to make sushi. But we didn't realize, okay, so we, we make the sushi, we get it all rolled up, unroll it, it falls apart. What happened here? We begin to look it up. Oh, you gotta use sushi rice. Who knew that there was such thing as sushi rice? There's such thing as sushi rice. We had the wrong source. We had just normal basmati rice, rolled it up, it fell apart. But why? Because our, we sor, our source was the wrong source. Kind of a silly illustration to talk about sushi. But the source here, if you see it, for it is God which worketh in you. The Lord Jesus Christ, we could say. For it is God. The source, you gotta have the right source. God desires to work in the heart of his children. Again, we have already talked about, but, but uh, here's something I, I thought about. It is not an organically generated emotion that we have to please our Heavenly Father. That's not something that organically generates itself within us. Oh, I'm just gonna wake up today and I'm gonna please God. In our flesh, that doesn't happen in our flesh. Um, The will of God accomplished in the heart of man will yield fruit that is well-pleasing to the Father. It is a spiritually generated response. It's the heartbeat of God transferred over to you for it is god which worketh in in you That's personal it is god working in you now i know that's very elementary but think about that god working in you a desire from the heart of god into your heart that's amazing both to what its mission is your heart its source is God, but its method, both to will and to do. To will, has to have in mind, to intend, to, to be resolved, to be determined, to have a purpose. It's God that worketh in you to will, to have this purpose, and then to do. That is to be operative, to, to be at work, to, to have power put forth. God doing the work in you. And its motive is God's good pleasure. The ultimate goal of a believer should be to glorify God. That's why we're here. Notice, it's of his good pleasure. And I can tell you today, we serve a good God. We serve a God that's good. We serve a God that wants to do his good pleasure. Not a bad pleasure, not a bad work. It's a good work. God wants to do a good work in you. I had a college professor that would always say, If you see any bad in me, that's just me. But if you see any good in me, that's God working in me. And then God's enabling uh, power. Go over to, to the book of Hebrews. If you could turn over there. Hebrews chapter 13, and then we'll be done Hebrews 13, verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever, amen. God's enabling power through God's people. Verse 21, make you perfect in every good work, the sense of completeness. The Lord working in you and giving a sense of complete. It make you perfect in every good work, a sense of satisfaction, that which is uh, well-pleasing in his sight, becoming more like Jesus, well-pleasing, catching a glimpse of God and wanting to become more like Christ and a, a, and a sight set on Christ. Uh, it goes on to say, well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing it is when a, when a body of believers wants to grow closer to Christ. Christ when their desires and their passions align themselves with the heartbeat of God. That's why David was so successful. successful. He was known as a man after God's own heart. So again, we just briefly looked at God's hand through God's people, God's plan through God's people, and God's enabling power through God's people. And I've seen it here firsthand at Bethel Baptist Church through, through you here. So take encouragement this evening that you've been an encouragement to me. Thank you for serving the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for, thank you for this church, this church that's sensitive to your leading, sensitive to your will. And may you continue to give it many more years of serving you and in the communities, making a difference in people's lives and keeping Jesus as number one. We thank you in Christ's name, amen.